0: It's time for General Hospital Saves the World, one storyline and one life lesson at a time. Not only do they save the world from the freeze machine in Port Charles, not once but twice, but they save us from our bad mental habits and negative thinking. The citizens of Port Charles, day in and day out, go after their passion, pursue life with zest and vigor, independent of the good opinions of others. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello GH fans, current, former, and those coming back to us after 30, 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> this is Caddy Carroll, and I am so glad you could join us today. Poor General Hospital saves the world because it does. Happy 2024. This is the week of January 7th. So glad you could join us. And we're so excited to get into the new year with all our new life lessons from General Hospital, our favorite soap. All right, we're going to get right into it. Number one, in the wise words of Dr. Hamilton Finn, don't let something hanging over your head right now rob you of the joy that's right in front of you. We all can have these pending maladies in our life, and we can't let that stop us from enjoying the current moment. And Dr. Finn recognized this with his pending lawsuit and his father's health. He still has a wonderful daughter, brother and Elizabeth, and he has so much to be grateful for and to enjoy. We talked about his Scrooge episode a few weeks ago on our Christmas show, and it was quite ironic that Dr. Finn got to read the Christmas story on this year's Christmas episode. It's so easy for all of us to get consumed by pending issues. And credit card debt that we spoke about a few weeks ago, like that Maxie is enduring or worrying about so many issues in our lives that are out of our control for a good amount of them. Dr. Finn, his situation is a good reminder to all of us to enjoy what's right in front of us, to enjoy the current moment. We can't waste precious minutes on this earth worrying about the outcomes of future lawsuits, future events. So let's all enjoy what's right in front of you this week. And I have to share with you, my daughter and I watched what we thought was going to be a campy kind of bad movie. And while it was campy and a little bad, it was also full of life lessons. I don't know how many of you have watched this. The Meg 2. I I thought it was actually better than The Meg 1, but (laughs) surprisingly funny, insightful. The writers of General Hospital would love it for sure, In it. Uh, Jason Stratham's character gets into many predicaments and he has a little niece or goddaughter. I think she's supposed to be a goddaughter in the movie. And he keeps telling her, all you can do is what's right in front of you. And I had a particularly challenging week at my day job with year end. And I got to tell you, I use the character's words from the Meg too. I think this could be also a practice of all our wonderful characters on General Hospital as well. All you can do is what's right in front of you. And this is the same wisdom we got from Dr. Finn this week. You have to enjoy what's right in front of you. A problem in the future is not something you should be worrying about right now. So he went on to enjoy the holidays, have a very special moment with his daughter and Elizabeth, many special moments, really, his father, brother, and Brooklyn. And it was just very poignant to see him happy and joyful And now Elizabeth is helping him prepare for his lawsuit. And that's all he can do is prepare the best he can, carve out that time to do that and not worry about it the rest of the time and enjoy every minute he has, especially with his daughter, because we know they grow up so fast. But luckily for us, not as fast as they do on General Hospital. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Number two. What is the significance of the practice of lighting candles in church to remember the people you have lost or maybe just no longer living in Port Charles? Those folks might still come back. (laughs) And is this something it's just a Catholic tradition or does it cross to other faiths? I was wondering this as I watched Sunny and Donna and then Nina, you know, lit a candle for Nell, who, by the way, we know is coming back. and She has to be because it's going to be fabulous. She will give Esme a run for her money for sure. (laughs) The research I did on lighting candles suggests it is definitely a Catholic tradition. The Roman Catholic Church actually teaches that you light the candles for the dead along with prayer. It memorializes them. And the theory behind it is related to the Catholic doctrine of purgatory, which is not in the Bible. And if anyone's Catholic and I get something wrong, please let me know because I'm not, I'm not Catholic. And the Catholic idea of purgatory is that some people don't go right to heaven or hell. They exist in this state of misery. Oh, that doesn't sound very fun, people. No. So they're in between heaven and hell. And they believe the prayers and lighting the candle of the folks on earth can help them in their journey towards heaven. And the more I found in it, there are churches who do it a little differently and have a little different take on it. I think it's John eight twelve was the Bible verse. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then they associate that with lighting the candles um, and remembering the dead. And really when I look at more of the information on different websites to talk about the lighting of candles symbolize the light of a soul and life and helping that soul to heaven. And I had to see if anyone can go into a Catholic church and light a candle. And that is true. Even if you're not Catholic, you can go in and light a candle. And of course they'll want a donation. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's nice to give a donation too. I mean most churches, you know, they do good for the community. And online I looked and you can do a donation online and designate a candle in memory of someone. So but you know, churches, they have to pay the bills or businesses just like other businesses. But I think the lighting of the candle just to remember someone, I think we can do that on our own too. And just light a candle and say a prayer, a prayer for someone's recovery. It's a good ritual. And we can all do that even if we're not Catholic and just enjoy the light of a candle, but put it out before you fall asleep. Yes. Oh, All right. Number three, Laura, has a fashion alert, Laura Weber, Baldwin, Spencer, Spencer Collins. Yes, her black embroidered jacket she had on Christmas Eve. It is an Antonia open front embroidered linen topper by Kobe Halperin. I hope I'm getting that right. I just loved it because I love the long sweaters, especially going into winter around the house, around the office, and it looks so sharp. And I feel like GH Stylist you don't put Laura in enough flattering, fantastic fashions. And this was definitely one. So I was very glad to see that she was in this fabulous outfit and she looked great. And you can get it on Neiman Marcus. But the price that I found was 1195 So it's definitely a designer product, but you can find it on eBay. I found one. It had different coloring. It was like a off-white instead of black, but it was $220. And it looks pretty new. I would highly recommend that in this case. But I also found on Neiman Marcus, Caroline Rose is a designer on there. And they have similarly designed long sweaters. I've never bought any any of those. But they were more in the line right now because everything's on sale after Christmas, $200 or $300 range. I think it's a little better. And they were cute for sure, definitely. And there's a metallic one, a super cute, very pretty. And I love Laura in this more fantastic fashion. And that designer... Kobe Halperin um, had a lot of nice jackets. I wonder if Susie Orman would wear those as I was looking up on uh, on the internet. And a lot of them were on eBay, but I I really prefer Mercari and um, Poshmark to eBay because eBay, I've had some bad experiences getting a lot of charges put on after the fact, and I don't know. I haven't followed up and I um, just stopped using them, but I don't know if that's a common issue. I really like Poshmark and uh, Mercari. But whatever your preference, there I'm not endorsing one or the other, but there's a lot of stuff out there from Kobe Halperin, and I really like the prices we see now after Christmas. So, Laura, I love it. Keep wearing these fabulous fashions and keep putting her in more fabulous fashions. GH stylist, we want to see her in more fantastic things. Yes. Number four, be courageous. Do what is needed to right your wrongs. And remember, you don't walk alone. Now, these wise words actually came from Cyrus Renault when he was acting like the priest in the confessional. This, again, a Catholic tradition. And while it is probably very helpful for people, I guess we need to double check before you go into a confessional next time that you see the priest go in there and it's not this horrible, notorious, monster criminal, Cyrus Renault who does not hear your confessional, poor Nina, along with the wisdom of being courageous and do what you need to do to right your wrongs, he said the truth will set you free. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know we have had a life lesson to the contrary because everyone does not need to know everything. And the truth does not necessarily set you free. It may get you into more hot water in Port Charles. (laughs) And in this case, With Nina, the truth will probably implode her life. And of course, Cyrus knows this. And he is just playing into her fragile mental state in order to encourage her to unburden herself. So often, though, in General Hospital, we need to remember that the truth indeed does not set you free. It may give you some relief in the short term, like I said, but Nina's life is going to look very different after this big secret comes out. Now, if she had told Sonny right away after she did it and felt, you know, she felt bad and tried to remediate it then, it might have worked out all right. But at this point, after Drew went to jail and almost was killed, I don't think Sonny will be in the forgiving mood. <laughs> Back to the main lesson, which Cyrus, he knew this from all his studying of the Bible to hold his fake Bible studies at prison, right, in Pentonville. We all need to be more courageous in our lives for sure and do what's right. And if we have wronged someone, to try to fix that. And we've talked about this forgiveness issue before, too. Even if the other folks want you forgive you, forgive yourself, and you have to move forward. And the line in this case, remember, you don't walk alone, was in reference to God, whatever faith you are. But I think we need to remember this also not just for the higher power in the universe but in reference to our family and friends and the millions of people on this planet we are not meant to go through this life alone and if we start feeling that way we should reach out to volunteer or help other people reach out to our family and reconnect with them if it's been a while and i did look into more about the confessional and it is mainly a catholic tradition with the booth but it's also a sacrament i didn't realize in the anglican church and Anglo Catholics also practice it. But uh, it is from writings in the Bible. There's writings about forgiveness and confessing your sins. So there is more biblical history to this uh, Catholic tradition. Yeah. And I would advise next time, though, make sure you see the priests go in first and not someone else. (laughs) But really, be courageous this week. Do the right thing right your wrongs. And if you need to, reach out to your community. Don't walk alone. No. Number five, handle whatever this world throws at you like Ava Jerome. Yes. But remember, sometimes you do need a little help. Even Ava needs a little help sometimes. Yes. And don't handle them with a gun. No. So don't do that part of what Ava has done in the past. She's taken to that a few times. But do handle them with confidence like Ava shows, and the resolution that she always protects her daughter. Say what you want about Ava, but she will always protect her daughter. More so even with Avery after the tragic loss of Kiki to the horrible Ryan Chamberlain. Ava will not be taken in like that again and will not allow anything to happen to Avery. Nicholas found that out, and lucky for him, the henchmen for Cyrus Renault, Mason and Dr. Gatlin Holt, were there to grab Nicholas and get him back to full health. Now, we don't know if Nicholas is the one stalking Ava, but most likely he is. So luckily, now she's letting Sunny help her with the stalking situation and then the break-in at Windermere, which somehow Esme got out of there before anyone caught her. I don't really understand that and (laughs) how she got the boat back with no one knowing. And she went there, of course, and remembered who she really was. Hmm. So maybe she did have amnesia. I guess I was wrong about that. <laughs> but Sunny was right there to help, as was Laura, in hopes of finding Nicholas. So everyone does think it's Nicholas, but that w- that had broken in. But it was just as breaking back in. So this week, as events take place and things happen, think of Ava. I'm going to do that and how she would handle it. No guns, though, people, no guns, just how she would handle it with confidence and professionalism and always looking fabulous, of course. (laughs) All right. Number six, Cody Bell spoke about this as he was musing if everyone finding out he was Max's son would force him to flee. And he said, I'll have to flee to Bolivia or somewhere else where there's no extradition to the U.S. And it got me thinking, how many countries are there? where there's no extradition to the US. And would they really extradite him for just claiming that Leopold Taub was his father? I don't know what kind of I guess it's a crime of fraud, I guess fraud. Yeah. But I actually did not see Bolivia on the list. And I didn't realize there were so many um, countries. There's quite a few and I'm not going to go through the whole list. I looked it up a couple places. And again, like with the Cath, some of the Catholics tradition stuff, there weren't great websites for this, but there's actually like 50 that don't have an extradition treaty with the US. But Bolivia was not one of those. They're like Afghanistan, Algeria, Uganda, Georgia, Pakistan, China. A lot of the former USSR bloc countries are on the list as well. But there is some semantics here where they don't have an extradition treaty or they don't extradite So for the extradition treaty, there's 40 or 50, but the ones that definitely don't extradite to the U.S., there's only 20 to 25. And I didn't know that Vatican City would be on there. That's kind of weird. Sudan, I expected that, but it's very interesting. But if Cody comes forward and lets Mac know he's he's his son... He will be so amazed. You know, he's our best father, but he has no children of his own, no biological children, even though he raised Robin, Maxie, and Georgie. And he would love to have Cody as his son. He'd be so proud. Look at that man and what he did. He gave up his freedom and a possible criminal conviction in order to rescue Sasha from the mental hospital. So who wouldn't want Cody as their son? What an amazing person to put himself out there like that. And... Hopefully, with all the resources and law enforcement connections Mac has, they can help him make amends. But don't go planning to fly to Bolivia if you don't want to be extradited to the U.S., because it looks like they do have an extradition treaty with the U.S. And there's actually only the 20 to 25 that don't extradite to the U.S. (laughs) All right, number seven. We are going to end this week, the first week of 2024, with a life lesson from the wise words of Mr. Marshall Ashford, who said, you can't be brave if you don't have anything to be afraid of. And he's so right. We talked about, in an earlier lesson this week, about being courageous and courage and bravery. They come from dealing with obstacles and overcoming them and taking on new challenges and being fearful, but doing it anyway. If we stay in the same situation, whatever that might be, the same job, or what if Marshall had stayed in his hidden life, playing gigs in New York City and not reaching out to find his family? He was, of course, scared to do this, but he went to Port Charles anyway. And at first, it was not easy. He thought about leaving many times, as Curtis was not welcoming at first and had a lot of anger towards Marshall. Of course, we know Portia was instrumental in bringing Curtis and Marshall together. And now Marshall has his whole family around him. Without that bravery, he would never have done this. He would have stayed in his safe little lonely world, playing the clarinet, living a very small, restricted life. This is a good lesson for us to remember as we go forward. And if you're scared of taking that next step, whether that's a different job, moving to a new place, or whatever the change might be, remember Marshall and the unbelievable fear he must have had to go back to confront his son who thought he was dead and ask for his forgiveness and ask to be let back into his life. But even if it hadn't worked out as well as it has in Port Charles for Marshall, at least he would have tried and known he'd done everything he could to make things better. So I mentioned a few weeks ago I was going to share something with you I was doing, some challenges I was taking on in the new year. And I have talked about it a few times, the CARES Act and how there was funding nationwide um, in, most, in most states, I believe, for retraining, mainly for medical um, degrees, mainly in like LPN, uh, phlebotomy, nurse practitioners, radiology, all of that. But there's also other areas, including biology, wildlife degrees, wildlife certificates, because they project there's going to be great shortages of folks to fill these roles in the near future. So I decided to listen to my own advice. I am going to take some classes to get a wildlife certificate at the community college. I am probably going to be one of the older students there. (laughs) And maybe the only one with a master's degree, but that doesn't matter. All my volunteering is with organizations like Sierra Club, and defenders of wildlife. So I thought this made sense to go get this certificate and maybe see where that leads me. Now, I do have some fear around that. Can I keep a good schedule, keep up with the studies? It's been a long time since I've been in school. Can I keep up with my work, my day job? And I'll probably have to work some more unusual hours there because I have to take a little time out for a few of the weekdays, but I think I can do it and I'm gonna try. This certainly isn't the kind of bravery that Marshall had to have facing his crisis, but I hope it will expand my knowledge and enable me to be more of a wildlife warrior like Jane Goodall, yeah. So share with me this week what you're going to do this New Year's that takes bravery or that you're nervous about. And I hope you'll go forward this week, make a change and do it with confidence and fabulous fashions like Ava Jerome. <laughs> all right, that's all for this week I'm Journal Hospital Saves the World. Have a great day. I guess it's the second week of the new year. Yeah, today's the seventh. So we'll be in the second week of the new year tomorrow. Have a great Sunday night. Don't be catty. Use your big mouth for good. Take care. And remember, I'm always looking for guests for the podcast. If your life has been changed by General Hospital, I'd love to have you on. And as always, check us out at C-A-T-T-E-E girls on Instagram.